Hey entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like uh, most of us entrepreneurs, increasing your profitability is probably always on your mind. And you may be looking for ways to increase your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found the podcast that can share ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some exciting news for you. I just released my second book called The Profit Accelerator, and I'm looking for a few industry leaders and business owners to interview about how my book's 12 strategies would impact your industry. Please go download my book and let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. It's only available for free for the next few weeks while I'm interviewing business owners. I am confident that these strategies can help any business increase their revenue, profit, and the value of their company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. All right. I'm real excited to have my guest on today, and I think you guys will be amazed at this. So Scott Ron is the founding partner of RMOLLP. It's a national probate litigation law firm focused on representing beneficiaries, heirs, executors, and trustees in contested trust. That means they're fighting, guys. Estates, probates, and litigation manners, uh, matters. Families and fiduciaries in contested conservatorships and guardianships. So what that means, just for all those folks that aren't into big words, is when you're fighting over your parents' estate, he's the one that's going to help you, right? So he's a frequent contributor uh, to news media such as BBC. Scott has been named uh, to the Chambers and Partners 2022 High Net Worth Guide and to the Best Lawyers in America list by Best Lawyers. He has also been recognized as a top litigator by the Los Angeles Business Journal and my favorite, a visionary by Los Angeles Times. Scott, I'm so excited to have you on Profit with a Plan podcast. Welcome. I'm excited to be here, Marcia. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So interesting enough, we had this great conversation. Um, about running your business, right? And having this fantastic culture that moves the boulder up the hill and and putting together a team-led company. And you have done some amazing stuff in your organization. And so I invited you on the show to talk about this. So how in the world and why in the world did you decide to grow a big law firm? I, the goal when we started out wasn't to grow a big law firm. Uh, my partner, Sean, and I both had grown up at a regional firm together 20 plus years ago. And we went to big law after that firm and spent the majority of our careers at national, international law firms, um, some of the most well-respected firms in the country, if not the world. And we both decided to launch out and venture out into something smaller because we thought we could build a better mousetrap um, and just taking control of our futures would give us an opportunity to handle clients and, and care for them the way that we care for people. And over the course of the past 
decade, what we came to find was that there was a real need in the market for not only the services we provide, but the way that we provide them. And as we've traversed the country and frankly, the globe, what we've come to find is that what we're told anyway, by the markets that we jumped into is that if our business, if our firm was there, that people would want to use us because of the way that we take care of people. And that's that's what we found to date. So we're continuing to try to be where we can help people, assuming that we can find good people who do things the way that we do them. I love that. You know, um, every business needs to consider how they're going to grow their company and what what um, how you build the mousetrap. And and we most of us, I'm sure, remember the game where you're putting it all together. Um, but that's really important when building any business is that you have the right foundation and culture and reasons that you're doing them. Um, and I love the ideas that you've put together. So tell me some of the the values that you found important when building your company. Sure, the the values are the cornerstone uh, and the foundation of everything that we do. And we sat down as a leadership team and formulated four core values that are the cornerstone of the company. And the first is lead with empathy. And not only because we're in a very empathetic practice area, probate litigation tends to be very emotional, dealing with families and death and inheritance and those kinds of things. But we specifically define it as we're here to take care of people because It's really what drives us at the end of the day is there are people in difficult situations who need help and we're able to provide them not only a sense of relief, but we're able to get them results that allow them to move on with their lives. And that's important to them, but it's also important to us. Second, our core value is that we are stronger together. Mm. Uh, It's important because we not only mean that in terms of our clients, right, that we function as a team, but internally and in our communities, we all work together to get better results sooner and for less legal spend. Um, And if we aren't working together, it's gonna be hard to do that. Uh, Our third is that we are authentic, which means we do the right thing every time, regardless of the consequences. And not everybody functions that way. I was just going to say, especially in law, right? I mean, there's always the the desire to win, right? At all costs. (laughs) In some cases, right? Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, we rail against, you know, lawyer jokes and and try to be very careful not to create new lawyer jokes every day. You know, it is, you know, it's an honorable profession if you're doing it right and you're helping people and playing by the rules and getting results. And I think people confuse what what is our fourth core value, which is zealous advocacy with Ooh. true advocacy. Um, and we we redefine that term zealous advocacy to be zealous efficacy, because in the end, Sometimes winning for a client isn't a win at all. So we we redefine advocacy as efficacy because ultimately it's all about results and we're all about getting results for our clients. And what that means is that we never take our eye off the bottom line, right? Cases change, people change, right? And sometimes 
what you thought made sense, either in terms of emotional capital or financial capital, doesn't make sense anymore because the case has changed, the facts differ, or your life has changed. And you can't just be so narrowly focused on winning the case. Um, you need to be winning the result for the client. So those are the core values that are the foundation of our firm. And it's something that we believe very deeply in. And it's something that we hire around, elevate and celebrate and promote around. Uh, and sometimes, although rarely, have had to make other decisions around those core values as well if somebody doesn't share them or doesn't doesn't show that they share those values. I love that. And it's so important. Um, you know, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner, so I'm always reading and going to speakers and learning about different ideas and concepts to help grow the business. And, and something that really struck me is that when you're building that business, you've got to have the people on the same track. You've got to have everybody aligned together. Um, A, because it's probably worse than a marriage, right? Because you're with these people more than you're with your spouse and family. Um, But you all, you know, there's money involved and there's people involved and there's results involved, but you all have to be pushing that boulder the same, the same direction. And I think that's what was so important to hear your story on how you went from how many, how many law firms now? I mean, how many offices do you have now? We're now nine offices, uh, about 35 people having started in 2015 with just me. Yeah. That's an incredible growth trajectory to go from, from that many in that short of a time and to be so good at it. Right to find the right people. And like you, you had said, you know, you guys were at, you know, big legal houses, right? Mm -hmm. And you started to see things that you didn't like. What were some of those things that turned you off about the big corporate culture that you wanted to avoid in your new uh, lifestyle? Well, I think like many businesses, they become too large to remain personal and Mm -hmm. people forget that we are all people and lose sight of the human reasons why we do things. You know, I don't want to besmirch any of you know our former employers because I think we both had good experiences. Well, we're not dropping names here, so we're okay. <laughs> with, with, a fair, with a fair number of people um, who were wonderful, and I think we both had great experiences at those firms. Um, but you, t- as you tend to run into people who don't necessarily do things the way that they should probably be done. And I've seen instances, and this is probably fodder for many of those attorney jokes, you know, who are taking advantage of their clients and strung cases out and, you know, created, you know, billing situations where it was entirely unnecessary either because the lawyer didn't really understand the case or didn't know the facts or didn't understand what the client's real goals were. And that's why we really take a goal-oriented approach to our firm and really learn and understand what our clients are really after. And sometimes they don't even realize what their goal is, but I guarantee you that nobody wants to be embroiled in litigation. And what people really want, especially in this space, 
is to be able to move on with their lives, right? So they want a good result. They want a fair result. Something. I was just going to say fair is yeah. fair is in the eye of the beholder, but fair can be compromised and yes. work together to, to find something that's equally fair to others at the same time. That's exactly right. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So when we talk about um, building a business and you built it from you know, 2005, you said, up, or 2015, sorry, up yeah. to 2022, that's only seven years and adding that many people onto the group. What was your message, right? When you're, when you're trying to recruit people, you've got to, it's your marketing, right? You're bringing your brand out. How did you in, um, invite people into your space? Well, Employees. I think, yeah, I think one of the, one of the big taglines, if you will, is that RMO is a safe place. And that's important, I think, in most businesses, but particularly in the legal industry, where we've all run into far too many difficult personalities. Um, and a lot of firms have, you know, a no asshole rule, pardon mm. my French, that, <laughs> really that, really, that they really don't enforce, right? Because mm. you've got somebody with a big book of business, and they generate a lot of fees for the firm. And People aren't, you know, are willing to look the other way and we're not. So, you know, we don't have yellers, screamers, table pounders. You know, we have good people who are frankly great lawyers, mm. but, but even better people. And, you know, we create an environment where we support and celebrate one another in many different creative ways. Uh, we have uh, one of the things we do is called RMO Innovates or RMOI, where mm -hmm. people submit different ideas on how to make our processes better, um, how to make things simply move more efficiently, more cost effectively, allow us to get better results for our clients sooner for less legal spend. And we reward those people and we have those, those ideas go up quarterly to see who's got the best idea and we further celebrate those people and award them and call them out and give them recognition. Um, and, you know, just on the daily and celebrating small victories, we have a weekly call that we, it's a, it's a zoom that we do every Tuesday. Um, it started off as a two o'clock Tuesday zoom. We now call it the two T cause we no longer have just one time zone, uh, <laughs> but on the two T we try to on the weekly, we try to, do well, we do RMO wins, which we started doing several years ago to again celebrate the good work that we're doing out in the community, whether it's volunteering for a charity, raising money for a charity, if you just want a case, if you just want a motion, if you just settle the case for a client or help the client in another way. It's just really things that we do, small things that really kind of advance the ball for people. One of the other programs we we do is RMO Cares, where we essentially just send out little gifts throughout the year to all of our team members, just to tell them, hey, we're thinking about you. You know, appreciation, really, huh? Yeah, and we really appreciate what you're doing, right? We appreciate that you're here, right? Slugging away with us in the salt mines, if you will. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You, you know, those kind of those kind of little touches. You mm -hmm. know, the get together, let's let's high five because, you know, you're spread out over the country, right? Yeah. You're no, you're not all in the Orange County and L.A. area, right. um, but having that connection to a team exactly. and to bring them in and say, well done. What can we help you with? 
you know, what's the challenges, those kind of things, and then to recognize and do that. As a woman, we all like flowers just because, well, most of us do, we like, you know, a, a flower just because, not, you know, the anniversary date. And those little gifts that you give out to your employees are probably mean more than anything because it was a just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just just because we're happy you're here. Right. Right. We're thankful. We're grateful Um, because we can't do any of the good stuff that we do for our clients every day. We can't do it without our team. So, you know, any of the accolades we get and you ran through some of them at the beginning, you know, they always make me blush, but they always really make me tip my hat to my team because, you know, the accolades that we get, you know, as the leaders, you know, the people out in the market, they're really, you know, they're all earned on the backs of our teammates. And so we're just, we're really grateful from, you know, our file clerks to our receptionists and our intake team and our paralegals and lawyers and everybody else, you know, the administrative staff, you know, everybody pulls and they all row hard mm-hmm. in this direction, which allows us to do all the great things that we do. And I think that's that's a really important point because no successful business I don't think there is a successful business where there's just one person. I mean, truly successful, right? You know, because there's only 24 hours in the day. You've got to sleep. You're juggling with hats. You must have a team to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve as a company. Absolutely. And I love, I love the way that you, you really recognize that, that they are necessary. And they're an important part of everything that you do. Even if you're up up front, if you're the face of the company, it's all the people behind you that are doing, you know, helping you look great. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and if if you're not working with a team and a team of good people, you're really not able to elevate yourself mm-hmm. because you can't do everything and you can't do everything well. I, I mean, you have to <laughs> you have to have a little bit of Something's humble pie. Yeah. And, and and admit that, you know, look, there are things that I do that I'm good at. Right. And there are things that I do that I'm OK at. And there are things that I do that I'm probably not even OK at. Right. <laughs> and there are people out there who are really good at those things. And, you know, if you're not looking to hire and bring on and team up with people who are better than you at the things that you're OK and maybe not so OK at, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna have a really hard time achieving beyond you know what your current ceiling is because you're you're simply not giving yourself the best opportunity to maximize your own value nor are you giving other people the ability to maximize theirs well said well said and you know what i think um when dealing with the public so i work business to business but Mm -hmm. my public are other business owners and they need just as much time and energy and effort from me that customers do so if if you're only forward facing and dealing with your customer and how are you ever going to operate your business without it because those are two distinct areas that take like you said a certain skill set to um to manage Mm -hmm. and uh i love it all right so you've shared with us how you grew um you shared with us some values and pieces on it um where do you think when someone, when a company is trying to grow their team, what are some of the things that they want to look for beyond the culture and, and, and values that you have in your own company? What are some of the things we want to look for, for a good team member? 
Sure. I, I mean, I think grit is probably the single most important thing, right? Do you have somebody who, when you're in the trenches, and we used to say, I learned this when I was a baby lawyer, you know, when you're looking at hiring somebody, is this somebody who, you, when you're working at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning on a brief that needs to, you know, be out the door by 6 a.m., um, or you're in trial, you know, and you're in the trenches, is this somebody that you're going to want to look at and, and smile and say, hey, let's go grab a beer, right? When this is all done, um, because they pull their weight and they're, you know, a joy to work with. And, you know, not somebody where you want to gouge each other's eyeballs out at the end of the day. And, you know, you, you really, you know, lawyering is tough. Running a business of any sort is tough, right? And you really need to know that you can rely on people. And if you're hiring people that don't have the grit, you know, don't have the stamina, don't have the want, the hunger, right, to do a good job for the right reasons, um because yeah because they've got that inherent drive right to to do well right and succeed mm-hmm. you're you know you're gonna have a hard time getting you know getting any kind of productivity or quality um, which is what all of our clients want and deserve and i think in these small small business arenas that that you know you're still considered a small business at, at your size mm-hmm. you know and and yeah. and so on the clients that i work with in this area you need someone that will go beyond, right? Who's not looking mm-hmm. for the paycheck, but looking to yeah. achieve the goal and help you achieve the goal, uh, the collective goal of the company. And right. I think that's really important too, because not very many people are going to be sitting there working on a brief at three in the morning, you know, thinking, oh, this is triple time now, right? You know, right. Uh, thinking about what they're going to get paid rather than achieving the goal. And I think that's a, I think that's a hard characteristic to actually see until you start working with them because you know they can put on the front when they're doing the interview and tell you how good and they'll work hard but I don't think you see that until you actually like you said get into the trenches with them yeah it it can be very difficult to to interview for um yeah you know if if you're I think if when you go through your interview process, if you make it more of a human endeavor, I think people tell you who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I was talking with someone yesterday who, you know, commented that they're a lawyer and they said, you know, I always have to remind myself to stop being a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be a person, right? Because right. that's really where, that's really where people feel comfortable. They let their guard down, right? They're mm-hmm. not, they're not interviewing anymore. You're just having a conversation, right? And then right. in the midst of this conversation, things reveal themselves, right? And you're able to ask more, you know, intimate questions about things that, you know, may reveal what kind of person they are, right? And what's important to them and things that will reveal whether they're a fit or not. I love it. I think those kind of questions work across everything, even when interviewing customers, right? Or clients to come on board (laughs) and, and trying to settle cases, you know, having that kind of mentality is, is really good for, for the team. Talking too long today. So, all right. (laughs) Um, Scott, (coughs) excuse me. Tell us more about your hiring process. So we've been working with the same team for 
many years. And it started with sitting down and really talking about what's important to the firm. This was even before we articulated our core values, but really just talking about who are the kind of people that we, in our experience, had success with over the course of years and who are the people we wanted, but equally important, who are the people that we didn't want to be at the firm, right? We weren't just looking for people who wanted to come and work a bajillion hours, who were just chasing dollars, right? Who just wanted to hard drive cases to trial. We wanted people who were really thoughtful, meaningful, purposeful in what they were doing. And, you know, we did that because going back to the RMO is a safe place, you know, the reality is, is that lawyering is hard and there's a lot of difficult people you have to deal with, whether it's, you know, judges who make decisions your clients don't agree with, opposing counsel who can be extraordinarily difficult, clients who have unrealistic demands and the balance of it and really finding people who ensure that RMO remains a safe place. And by that, I mean, you don't have those yellowers, screamers, table pounders. When you say like, hey, I need some help with this, people are ready to jump in arm in arm with you and really believe in the concept of team and really believe in making sure that everybody here feels safe uh, and protected and appreciated. Do you ever do any kind of um, personality testing um, on your members or your your prospect coming in? I mean, you know, you got to have certain things. We have, yeah, (laughs) and and we've done them as part of different retreats just so we can all learn, you know, some of our different idiosyncrasies. Um, and I have to say every time, and I've done a bunch of them myself, I think they're fascinating. I mean, I love, I love psychology. It's probably one of the reasons why I love this practice area because, you know, there are so many feelings and emotions and, and different issues that come in psychology that comes into it. And those, those personality tests are, are eerily accurate, I will say, <laughs> based on the ones that I've taken and the results. Um, but you can always learn something from them, you know, about yourself, about your teammates and, and how you can work better together um, in respecting what our natural leanings are. I love that. You know, and it is so important because you're spending so much time together to mm-hmm. find find ways to understand yourself as well as understand the people that are working there so you can have a good environment on that. Um, All right. So now we talked a lot about hiring. You mentioned and sprinkled a little bit about firing um, people that, you know, and, and, and if I remember right, it's only been one or two that you've ever had to let go, but um, is it, is it true? It is, it is best to, hire slowly and fire really quickly. <laughs> I think it's a it's a it's an old adage for a reason, Marcia. And I, I do think that's the reality. I mean, you need to be careful about who you're willing to bring into the fold, right? Like we think our our firm is special and we think that you know the people that we have and the people we bring in are special. And every once in a while you make a mistake, right? And somebody slips through. <clears throat> and when you notice those things, you know, still taking the same approach like we're we're still empathetic and we've tried to do performance plans and talk you know about different ways that we can support and help people thrive through difficult times 
But ultimately, in those few situations where we've had to separate with from someone, it was because they, in large part, weren't the person that they said they were when we were going through the interview process. Um, yeah, turns different out face. Yeah, ex exactly. Um, and so, you know, it's really difficult because it's disruptive to your organization, right? It, it puts a, a huge burden on different team members to have to pick up you know, that slack and, you know, nobody likes to, nobody likes to have to deal with those issues. Um, well, I think the emotional is, factor too, you know, um, if they're causing trouble or they're not happy, then it, it bleeds through everything else. Right. Absolutely. And I think <clears throat> what you find, and we've certainly found this in certain situations is that it's addition by attrition, right. Mm -hmm. Removing people, from your team that don't belong on the team, it, it actually increases team productivity because mm -hmm. people aren't worried, wondering whether this person's gonna do what they said they were gonna do, right? They're not concerned whether the person's gonna do the work well or right, or whether they're gonna have to clean it up later. Um, or blow up at them or something. Yeah, or, or whether that's gonna blow up <laughs> on them later. Um, and then they're gonna have to clean up the mess then. So. You know, we found that in the instances where we've had to separate ourselves from some folks that it's really been a net plus, um, even with the, you know, the lack of, of energy and, and effort. You know, Scott, you've talked a lot about the fact that, you know, in your practice and law, but, you know, all of these stories and, and values and things that you've been sharing with us is valid across any business, whether you're a manufacturing firm or a plumbing firm or, you know, a, a CPA firm or attorney. These are still Absolutely. really important factors when building a team so that you can succeed and you can get all those accolades and grow your company and who knows, maybe even sell it someday. But I think yeah. that these are really important factors, and I'm so happy you've been here to share these things with us um, and give us some insight into, you know, someone who's actually, I think you're putting a different face on attorneys for a lot of people because you're so calm. You have nice, the nice thing song voice, you know, you're very, you're very understanding and you're talking about how can I do good, well, do good and be a good fiduciary for my clients, which, I mean, come on. Some, you know, a lot of people, a lot of business owners tend to fear attorneys because there's always a clock ticking yep. and very expensive, right? And you're offsetting that here with us today by by being this this amazing, calm person that's talking about doing right by the client. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot. It's It's who we are. It's what we do. It's how we do things. Life is short. You only get to go around once. And, you know, yet the only person you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror is is you, right? And mm. we all we all sleep really well at night knowing that, you know, we're always trying our best to do what's best for our clients. I think that's a fantastic characteristic to have in any business. When you do right by your customers and the people around you, you know, only good comes. It's karma, right? You yeah. do well, and it comes back in tenfold, uh, you know, unexpectedly and, and and not necessary, but it does reward you for, for doing well and and being good. So I'm so glad to have had you on, on the show. 
So Scott, where can listeners find out more about you and RMO? Our website is probably the best place to start. It's rmolawyers.com, just like it sounds. Come take a look. We've got a bunch of content if you're dealing with any of these issues. And we talk through uh, a lot of the, you know a lot of these issues you know through our website and through our videos. So happy to have you guys come check us out. Amazing! I just went through a lot of uh, no litigation, thank goodness, but the loss of my mom. So you know, estate planning is essential for everybody, including businesses. Um, listeners, you know, you you need to have an estate plan for your business as well. It's not just for your personal assets. Um, so get educated on it. Go visit Scott's site, learn a little bit more about him. And you might even, uh, here's, here's the hot poker. You might even see a book coming out from him in the future. <laughs> I've been teasing him about writing a book. So that would be fantastic. But thank you, Scott. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, listeners. I hope you have found an idea or two to put into your business that would help you become more profitable. I think creating that culture and that that comfortable, safe environment for you to work, your employees to work, and for you to serve your customers in a better manner. Mm. All right. Now more than ever, it's so important to focus on growing your business and its revenue. Don't forget, I'm looking for some industry leaders and business owners to interview about my book's 12 strategies and how it would impact your specific industry. Please go ahead and download my book and let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. It is available for free for only the next few weeks while I'm interviewing industry leaders. These strategies really can help any business increase their revenue, profit, and value of their company without paying for additional marketing or advertising. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. Scott and I would love to hear your questions and ideas about how you're setting up your culture inside your company to make sure that everybody survives and thrives happily together. Comment today. Tell us what you're doing. Give us some ideas and we'll follow back. Um, And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so you can catch future shows. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks for having me.